Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton-Game. This is Millennial Money. And today we're talking, so you want a good credit score... Here's how you do it. Hey guys, all right, so quickly before we get into today's topic, um, I just want to remind you guys that I'm going to be launching the Master Your Budget in 30 Days life-changing, I promise you that, uh, course on August 1st, so everybody will be needing to have signed up by August 1st because registration will close then. And I'm only opening it to 50 people right off the bat because I want to give you all sorts of exclusive access and bonuses to me um, during that month so that I can make sure that you guys actually do really master your budget, all right? So if you wanna get on the list to find out more information, text 44222 and text the words budget now, all one word, And that'll make sure that you get on the email list so that you can just find out more information about what the heck is this course. All right, so let's get into today's topic. Um, You know, credit score is this subject that I could probably talk about a ton because there's so many facets of your credit score and it's so misunderstood. And I, I think like even for me as a professional, like I read one article and I'm like, 
wait a minute, that's not right. And then I read another article and I'm like, wait a minute, if that was right, how can this be right? And so there's just a ton of information out there. And what I find is that like a lot of people that I talk to, you know, that are young and that, you know, want to better their credit, they ended up hiring like a credit repair company. And, you know, maybe there are some awesome credit repair companies out there. I, I have seen a few, but I will say, generally speaking, you don't need nor should you pay a credit repair company to help you repair something that you can do on your own. I know it's like a, you know, it's a quick fix, right? Like you just want to put the bandaid over it and you want to pretend like it doesn't exist anymore. And look, I totally sympathize, empathize, um, and right there with you because there have been so many times in my life where I'm like, oh my gosh, if I could just cover this up and move forward. But, you know, unfortunately with money, um, as with most things, like if we just deal with it head on, it's really not that hard and it's really super easy. So no matter where you are kind of in your, you know, credit score, um, uh, it's not even game plan, but just where you stand with your, with your credit score, you know, there's always room to improve. And I will say that, you know, a lot of people get totally fixated on like, they want an 850 credit score, which is the best possible credit score. And what I can tell you realistically is if you have a 740 or a 750 credit score, even maybe like a 720 credit score, you're not in any different situation than somebody who has an 850 credit score, right? So they're not suddenly getting um, better interest rates than you are sitting there at, you know, 750. So don't get so fixated on your credit score that literally you drive yourself nuts. Don't do that because that's certainly not worth it. But If you are down in the sixes, you know, you need to maybe spend just a little bit of time, a little TLC with your credit score, um, and you can really, you know, jack it up fast. And what I like to tell people is it's super easy for your credit score to plummet, like really, really easy for it to plummet. Like just think about, you know, any, any person like you've been married to or you're dating or anything like that, right? And you get super upset about something. And then you get in a fight and it's like probably a silly, stupid fight, right? But you get all upset, you go to your separate corners, then it's like really tough for you to come back and be happy again. It's just not always that easy. So it's the same with your credit score, right? It goes down fast um, and it's hard to get it back up. It takes a lot more effort to go up than it does to go down. I mean, that's just common knowledge, right? For, For everything in life. So I'm going to talk about a few things that you should think about if you want a good credit score, if you want to raise your credit score, um, even if you have a good credit score right now and you're like, well, maybe it could be just a little bit better. Here are some tips, all right? So number one is just simply logical. Don't be in the dark about your credit score. Knowledge is so empowering. It is everything. And you got to know your number. So I'm going to tell you guys a really embarrassing story. Hopefully you promise not to tell. So when I was younger, um, I hated to know my account balance. Hated, 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 hated. This is like when I was first out of college, um, I actually had a really good career because I was running a business. So there was really no rational reason why I I shouldn't look at my ATM, you know, receipts when it comes out of the, the bank, but I just hated it. 
I fixate on numbers, obviously. <laughs> um, and it would drive me nuts. Like I would be at lunch with friends and all I could be thinking about was like, all right, I got $500 in my account now. I know that I got to pay somebody $100 and then another $50 coming out. Like I would be sitting there doing math um, and not enjoying obviously the person I was with or myself for gosh sakes. So I hated looking at numbers, hated it. Um, and then obviously when I um, got divorced, I had to look at numbers, <laughs> right? Um, and I had to really look at numbers because then it was like push comes to shove. Like I got to figure this all out and um, money was just like oozing out of my veins. And so I had to be really diligent with my budget and numbers um, and so I turned it more into a positive where I was like, okay, knowing these numbers is super empowering. Um, and if I put it in the right perspective, I don't have to let it get me down or upset or stressed out or anything. Right. Cause the numbers are just the numbers. They're just, they're just the numbers. Right. And you know, in an hour, something could change. I could make more money or, you know, I could land some great contract or, I don't know, something could change. So I just, every day I was just so super positive about maybe I'm not totally happy with what the number is, but it could change in an instant. And that became exciting for me. And I never thought about the downside, like, well, it could get worse. No, um, I stopped myself from doing that. All I was thinking about was the upside. Like all this number has to do is go up, right? And so that's really what I focused on. And it made it super easy then for me to look at, all sorts of numbers. I mean, it was crazy because I was working with clients and obviously I looked at their numbers all the time and I had to, you know, delicately talk to them about their numbers. So I was great at communicating that with other people, but myself, I just felt like, ah, oh, crap, you know, what if it's not what I want it to be? Or I don't know. So I just, I got over it. Right. And so many people ask me like, how did you cure yourself from that? You know, not wanting to look at numbers. It was like, I just did it. And I just turn it into something empowering, right? And something like, you know what? The number is this, right? But I could wake up tomorrow and suddenly the number could be this or that. or And I just have no idea what's coming around the next turn. And so that just made me so excited to do it. I know it sounds silly, but if you try, if it's, if it's your credit score, if it's your bank account balance, like whatever that number is for you that you just like, ah, I don't want to look at it. If you could just try and just change how you think about it, even if at first it feels totally forced and ridiculous, I guarantee you that after a little bit of time, you're going to think, oh my gosh, like I didn't think about that or I didn't have a bad thought about that or why wow, I could actually do this, right? Just try it. I promise you it works. Anyway, okay, back to knowing your credit score. You got to know your score, right? We got to know where we're starting from. So if you don't know your score, there are a couple of free places you can go. Uh, Credit Karma has an awesome free app, um, and you can download your credit report. Same with Credit Sesame. Annual Credit Report is awesome. I suggest you do that at least once a year. Now, you're not going to get for free your score, but you're going to get your report, right? And what you want to look for in that report is is everything yours, Um and if there are any negative items on there, what are they? Because that's super important to determining where your credit score is, all right? Remember, you can get 
a free one every year. There are even now credit cards that are giving you um, your monthly score in your statement. So go online, download your most recent statement, and just look at the credit score piece, right? And what you're looking for is over time, is it going up, which we want, or is it going down? If it's going down, then what, what's the diagnosis? What's the reason for that, all right? So number two, are you paying your bills on time? There are five components to your credit score. The number one component, which is 35% of your score, is are you paying your bill on time, right? So if you have a 30-day, 60-day, or 90-day late on your um, any kind of loan or credit card, that puppy stays on your credit report for seven years. After two years, it's not so much of a factor, but it's still there, right? There's still a little drag on your score. So do whatever you can <laughs> to make that payment. Um, put, put it on auto pay. I have to admit to you, I have absolutely everything on auto pay because I have so many things going on that some days I can't remember to do certain things or I'm like, oh, this was due this or this was due then. So I just have everything on auto pay. Now, when you do that, you obviously got to make sure you have enough funds in your account ahead of time so that when it auto drafts out of your account, you know, you're, you're still going to be okay. But that's really where, um, that's really where mastering your budget really comes into play, right? Because when you master your budget, you have a set plan for savings, you have a set plan for emergencies, um, and so you, you have some sort of peace of mind that this auto pay system is going to work, but most importantly that you're just not going to miss a payment, right? Um, also you can set goals around kind of the common budget offenders, I call them. And those are, I mean, we know them, they're favorites, right? Eating out, shopping, um, subscriptions, everything's on subscription now, Hulu, Netflix, um, Uber. I mean, everything is like. We don't even think about it, but money comes out of our bank account. So when you kind of set goals around these common offenders, then it, you have, again, more confidence that the money is going to be in your account to pay all the things that you absolutely have to pay, right? Um, and last, I'm just going to say, like, you you want to af- avoid collections, something going to collections like the, like the plague, literally. You need to beg, borrow, steal, whatever to convince them not to send something to collections because this stays on your credit report for seven years too and it is disastrous. So I just had a situation where um, a medical bill was sent to collections and, you know, I was just like, what? I mean, I, I don't, I do my best to not let that ever happen. And so we did a bunch of calling and what we found out was that um, the hospital had not put um, our correct address down, even though he, we had written the correct address down. So we literally, um, you know, it took a lot of time. We called the collection company. We called, um, the hospital. We got it all sorted out. We just pushed on the hospital and they took the account back from collections. Um, we paid it. In fact, we even convinced them if we paid it right away to let them, um, or to have them give us a 10% discount. So we ended up saving money. Um, but the window for when something goes to collection is really important. So if you get a notice that something is going to collections, you need to get on it like ASAP, um, right away. Cause really it's a 30 day window. And after that, they start reporting it to the credit bureaus. And then it's nearly impossible 
for them to take that back, right? You're, I mean, you know, I tell people all the time, like you got a 50-50 shot, but I'm going to tell you, um, it's, it's more than likely they're not going to do anything and that's going to stay on your credit report. So the window is super important, but you know, it happens sometimes. Sometimes it happens like this in like a complete innocent situation. We totally would have paid the bill if we got the bill, but we never got the bill. Um, and then we just follow the trail and, you know, pointed out the error that, that, that they'd had in their system. And, you know, then, then they were able to correct it. Um, so if it's something like that, you know, absolutely get it on it right away. If it's something where you just left, let the bill slip, like you just forgot about it, right? Call them, just be, just be honest. Just say, oh my God, like I've got all these bills or my work's so crazy or whatever. And I, I just must've let this slip. You know, I've got the cash right now. Can I just pay this right away and have this not go on my credit report? A lot of people think like, they kind of think backward, backwards about this. And I've heard this a lot. Like, well, I'll just let it, I just, I just ignore it, right? And I'll pretend it doesn't exist. It'll hit my credit score, but I just, I won't look at it, right? And then later I'll call the collection company and I'll try and negotiate like a 50% discount on that bill. I've heard that from so many people. And I'm going to tell you, you can't get lazy about anything with your money, I know it's really easy, and I just admit it to you, I've done it in my past, right? Um, But you have to be super proactive with these things because they do have a huge impact, right? Because you might not be thinking about it now, but if you ignore collection things, and then let's say in like three years, you want to go buy a house, right? Like your your situation has improved, maybe you've even forgotten about the collection thing, and you go to buy a house and they pull your credit report and they're like, ooh, your score is pretty crappy. Like your interest rate is now going to be three or four points higher than if you would have had a better credit score. Well, you know, then you go, well, oh crap, what can I do about this? Well, you can't do anything then, right? So just fix it when it happens um, and just deal with it. It's okay. It'll all be okay. That I promise you. It will all be okay. All right. So number three Um, Your utilization is key. Now, what I mean by utilization is this is a rate based on how much credit you're using, right, versus how much you have available. So let's say you have, just for simplicity, right, a credit card and it has a $1,000 available credit. What you want to make sure is that no more than $300 or 30% is charged on that credit card. If you can get that lower, if you can get your utilization rate on all of your loans and credit cards down to um, somewhere around 10%, you're going to jettison your credit score through the roof. And that kind of rolls into the fourth tip, which is having between four to five lines of open credit. Now, this isn't an exact science, so don't say, well, Shauna said I had to have five lines of credit open. No, 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 no. This is like approximately... Okay, approximately. The point is that sometimes more is better. And that's the crazy thing about credit is you need more credit to increase your credit score. Kind of counterintuitive, right? So if you're sitting at a score that's not so great, maybe having more credit helps you um, in both your utilization rate, right? But also in having this better credit mix. So a good mix of credit, things like, you know, you have a a credit card or two, maybe you have a, 
a store car, like an Old Navy or Gap or, I don't know, part, Pottery Barn, whatever, whatever your thing is. Maybe a gas card. Maybe you got a car loan, a student loan, a home loan. You got a wide variety, a mix of credit. And this is what credit bureaus like. I know, again, ridiculous, crazy, but this is how it works. Um, a side note, your debit card is not a credit card. <laughs> your debit card, um, again, is linked to your bank account. Right? I know it says Visa or MasterCard on like the bottom of your, of your card, but it is not a true credit card. And that's why I always say, like, don't use a debit card when you go to rent a car, when you're on vacation, um, all of those sorts of things. When you stay at a hotel, don't use your debit card. Use a credit card. There's so much more protection with a credit card. All right, so if you're thinking, okay, I need a better credit mix, the rule is don't go out right now and like rush to apply for a ton of credit, right? Maybe apply for one piece of new credit, wait 60, 90 days, and then another, right? You need to kind of drip this out over time. Um, Creditcards.com, great, awesome site to shop around. You can go on there and it lets you pick kind of what your credit score is, and then it shows you the credit cards that should be applicable to you. It's not a perfect science, um, and so you kind of have to do your research, but it's a great site to kind of like consolidate um, a lot of credit cards together. All right, next, you gotta have a payoff system. So to get a good credit score, to keep a good credit score, you got to, you know, pay things off right. So we've talked about utilization rate, and this is the zone that you need to stay in. But there are two important days also to be aware of. One, your statement closing date. And two, your due date. Of course, you know your due date. But many people don't know the actual statement closing date. And that one's really important. So if you pay off the balance of your credit card um, by the statement date, that is going to keep your credit score um, rocking and rolling, right? If you wait until the due date, it's going to um, mean that your utilization rate is probably higher than the 30%. It's just a kooky, kinky thing that happens. So um, what you can do is like for a month, try it on maybe a couple of your credit cards. Try paying um, your payment by the statement date and not by the due date and see if there are any, you know, ebbs and flows of your credit score. Um, and you can use things like your Credit Karma app, you know, to track your score. So you can find out like, oh, okay, I paid, paid those by that statement date. Oh, my credit score went up by, you know, 50 or 60 points or whatever it may be. Um, that's a real surefire trick to um, boost your credit score up, you know, a fair amount of percentage points especially if you're kind of like on the tipping zone, like maybe your credit score is 710 or 715, you know, when you're kind of, you're still in the good credit score, but you want to get up to like the best, um, try a tip like that, all right? All right, so lastly, um, if your credit score is not great and you need to rebound, a good option is going the secured credit card route. Now here, here's what secured credit card is. It basically requires like a cash deposit and you put a cash deposit down. Sometimes they they um, they won't even want a little reserves as well, but you put a cash deposit down and then you can start making um, charges just like you would on a regular credit card. And as long as you make on-time minimum payments, 
um, the secured credit card reports to all the credit bureaus, right? So by secured, that just literally means that you put cash up front, right? You put money up front. So if you don't pay the credit card, they can access that cash. So that's, that's literally what it means. But you got to make sure you've got a reputable one that does report to the credit bureaus. So the Capital One, Bank of America, Citi, those all have great secured credit cards. And you can find out all about those on creditcards.com. I just had a client who um, was doing some uh, virtual money coaching with me. And we just used this trick, the secured uh, credit card route. And her uh, score, I mean, it's blowing my mind, but... In the last two months, it has gone up over 80 points, which is pretty huge. And it just keeps um, tracking upwards, which is awesome. And all she's doing is using the secured credit card route. In fact, she got another secured credit card. And so that boosted her um, credit score again. So again, it's it's not always, again, like a perfect science. Um, so I want to just like asterisk, asterisk, asterisk all this advice but these are some tips that I have seen really work over time. And, you know, you might need to play with them a little bit for your own situation, but try some of these. Try some of these and see how they work. Um, use one of the free apps so that you can really track, you know, your credit score and see how it's going up and down. And again, just get rid of the stigma about the numbers. Just get rid of it, right? Just, just tell yourself you're doing good. You're perfect. You're learning about money. You're making positive steps. Like, you're doing so much more than most people are doing. And, and that I can tell you with 100% guarantee, right? You're not burying your head in the sand. You're facing it like straightforward. Even if you don't like it, you're doing it, right? You're doing it. So you should be so super proud of yourself. So you want to have a great credit score? Here's how. Here's some tips. Um, share this with your friends. As always, you can tweet me at Shauna Game or follow me on Instagram at millennial underscore money.